This is Channel 253. In this episode of What Say You? We are not all liberated in no, our minds. Not. We no. still, there's, there, there are many of us who are still in, in, the, in the plantation mentality. Massa yep. is best. Massa is king. Ma- Massa. Kizzy running. Kunta running. And let's fast forward to this day. It is, we have African American people who... They gonna pull you down first. Did you know Channel 253 is member supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. What say you? down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life, work, family, and the pursuit of an anti-racist community. Hi, I'm Audrey. And I'm Melanie. What What say you? Welcome, 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 listeners. How are you today? It's Melanie, and I'm here with my sister, Audrey. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. How are you? You asked me. (laughs) Ask me first. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I promise I'm not going to go on a rant this time. All right. Tell uh, me why you good, though. Oh, I'm good. Uh, you know, this uh, this weekend has been uh, busy, very busy. Uh, this is August, so we've got mommy's birthday. We had mommy's birthday earlier this month. Then my bestie, Dorothea's birthday, and then... Uh, Tiffany's birthday, and then big our head cousin, cousin Junior's our birthday. Cousin Ju- respect the man. Stop calling big him big head, head cousin Junior. Our cousin Junior's if birthday. If I respected him, then he wouldn't know what to do. Because I've always not respected. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. Yeah. I love him. Just growing up, I've always called him big head. Yeah, so, that's true. So why would I call him anything else? But might. anyway, this month has been really busy. And this weekend, in particular, you know, celebrating um, birthdays mm-hmm. and. So, but it's been very rewarding in the sense of just being around family and loved ones. So, yeah. I'm good. How about you? <sighs> oh, damn. Are you going to be Debbie Downer? Well, you wanted to know how I'm doing. I, just, I did. I just exhaled because as much as I want to say I'm doing fine, I have to just continue to check in. Um, this is a lot of, there's a lot of trauma going around. And trauma is injuries, though, that you can heal, mm-hmm. you know, if you mm-hmm. acknowledge your pain. And that's that's what I'm staying focused on, is that the more that I can be vocal about what's going on for real and being vulnerable mm-hmm. to those people that care about me, then that's how I heal, is acknowledging the pain. So what am I healing from? Girl, I'm just damn tired. I'm still weary. I'm just so weary with all of the racism and supremacy. And um, and I'm just going to call it out, the stupidity. And I'm just tired of people telling me they don't know what to do and it's just freaking draining. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, I do. I do. I call it. We I'm said tired. stupidity uh, the other day when we were talking. I forget exactly what we were talking about. I said, but 
it's the stupidity of stupidness. Yes, it is. That is happening ar- around us. And yeah, I get, I, I'm tired. I think that I've been uh, more focused on every time I start feeling that trauma and feeling the the residue for so long. I think this this stage of of my life, I am diverting to something joyful. I'm mm-hmm. putting it, I call it putting it in a different tape. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like, I don't, when I get those messages that I don't like, when I get start getting that feeling that I don't like, then I change the tape. Yeah. Now, I do want to acknowledge today that we have um, some joy around us oh, in do. the studio. And it is your granddaughter, my grandniece, Jaylene, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What, why are you here? Because I can be. Oh. She's like I was tick. in the car. Yeah, girl. Just get stuck to you. Dang. It's like a bad cold won't go away, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like a dull knife. Just ain't cutting. No. <laughs> no. It's good to see you, Jay. She yeah. was, we were hanging out today, so she's been with us. We've been hanging out for a few weekends. I uh-huh, know. She still likes me. Well, mm. ooh, well. Yeah. And she's 14, mm. so, yeah. you know, we having a teenager... A Want to hang out with you? That's kind of cool. Um, today, let, let me just say this. Last week, I spent, was it last week or was week before last? I spent a week on Whidbey Island. Oh, I remember. Remember? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was, uh, I was at the Whidbey Island Institute. Yeah, y'all look that up because it's just a beautiful, magical place. And I spent the week with strangers. And it was... Uh, an experience, a professional development and personal development experience to help us dive into how white supremacy uh, impacts our lives and what we actually are going to do about it. Was you know? this voluntary? It was voluntary. So everybody there was, they were there uh, of their own accord, not voluntold? No, they weren't voluntold. Okay, okay. They, they actually came because they wanted to. Okay. And and I was invited to come and I was hesitant because I felt like, oh damn, it's gonna be another one of them woods experiences and the mm-hmm. white people wanna hear all about you and dissect your entire life but not willing to take any accountability mm-hmm. and I'm not the guinea pig. You know, I did all of that yeah. uh, processing. But I went anyway. And I'm so glad that I went. And not I shouldn't say not, for the fact that I learned some stuff about me, you know, and really about, you know, when we're talking about white supremacy, a lot of times I'm thinking about white supremacy and I'm thinking about white people. And this experience got me thinking about how white supremacy shows up in my own life and how... I'm I'm wired, if you will, through no intentional acts of my own. I'm wired to live in white supremacy. And the reality is that it is an intentional effort to free yourself because it's like the freaking air we breathe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And unless you intentionally can point out and say, oh, that stank. You're just going to keep breathing the air. Yeah. And that's what ha- that's what happened to me this this past week was that I was made aware of the air that I'm breathing. 
And so I want to go through some of this list of what I learned about. Well, let me ask you something. White no. supremacy. So go ahead. who who uh, who was facilitating this? Oh, that's a good question. Revelation. So revelatory gathering, I should say. It's an organization called Soul Fire Institute, Soul Fire Relational Institute. And they're based out of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I know them is that some of the facilitators are connected uh, in some way to my graduate school. You know, I go to Fielding Graduate University, and we're in the—I'm in the Organizational Development and Change um, okay. program. And so this whole idea of white supremacy and um, what we need to do to eradicate it and move towards anti-racism, et cetera, is um, part of change. And so we have to talk about it and confront it. And and you need to know how it shows up in you, yeah. you know, like making it plain, because a lot of this is unspoken and we didn't and we never really have had a class to talk about it. So I'm going to start off with the, the one. There's several ways that it shows up, but like individualism. And we talked about this a little bit um, in our episode prior. Um, but that's the that's one of the first and foremost things that supremacist culture is built on is this this idea of individualism where it's all about me. Yeah. Okay. It's it's me, 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 me. I, 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 I. Now think about it. That is counterintuitive to um, African culture. Very counterintuitive yes. to the roots of who we are, mm-hmm. and even African-American culture, because we're about family. We're, we're about, about the collective. Yes. And now, I'm going to just throw it out here, because of the the traumas and the drama that we've been through over time, look at in our lives. Mommy and Daddy wanted to make it better for us. We wanted to make it better for Tiffany and 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 from Tiffany's generation, we want to make it better for Jaylene. Yes, and so we want to. We don't want them to have to suffer Go the way that what, we mm-hmm. we went through. So now, what has happened? We have a Generation Z, and even a millennial. I'm gonna go with my daughter that are selfish. Yes, Ooh. they selfish. They now, have really bought bought into. This white supremacist culture is individualism. Yes, yes. And our kids have become that. Okay, Jaylene, I saw you turn your nose up when yeah, we said selfish. What? Stunned me just a little bit. What do you mean? Selfish in, in like what way? Girl. Politically? I know you are not just... <laughs> <laughs> Personality-wise? Okay, let us, let, let let us tread lightly on this selfishness because I am stunned that you are stunned about what do we mean by selfishness. I think I'm going to ask a question in another way. Okay. Tell me the last time in your mind that you feel you may have exhibited some selfish behavior. Selfish behavior. Um... I've done little things. Little things like, like what? when I see the dishes aren't done, I just walk the other way. <laughs> Boom. Selfish. What sometimes, else? but sometimes I feel like it's very situational. Uh uh-uh. uh. You call Nana to pick you up 
and take you somewhere and you tell her to be there at 8.30 and she's there at 8.25 and you don't come out till 10 minutes to 9? Okay, well, that... Is that selfish in your mind? That is selfish, but that's a different situation. Okay, why can't why 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 does it have to be a but? How come it can't? That is selfish. Okay, so that we're just action. About okay, selfish. That period. action is selfish. Thank period. you. All right, let's put the period there let's and go back to individualism. Yes. Individualism. Okay, because you. in the white supremacist system, it's only me, only I can fix it. Okay, it, and and the individualism really prevents you from working in a team. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. prevents you from working across difference. How you impact others. If the thought, it, it, it sounds to me like individualis, individualism could show up as I am, I do not put priority on how my actions, thoughts, feelings affect others. I don't put a priority on that. That's what individualism sounds mm-hmm. like to me. Yes. And inside of socialization, remember now we talk about socialization and liberation. Inside of socialization is fear and individualism is in there because mm-hmm. it's just the whole idea that it's just me. I'm the only one. And it is not a collective effort. Yes. And and when you're that way, you're not relying on others. And so that in itself is selfish. And that's part of what I had to wrestle with is what is this I, I, I that I've got going on and what the Soul Fire Relational Institute was, was trying to teach us is that we have to move from an I culture to a we mm-hmm. culture. If mm-hmm. we're going to become anti-racist, then it is it, it is a we. And that was a, um, what do I have to say? That was a revelation for me. I, I mean, I, I feel like I've become a we, you know, and I've, I've become living in we, but you have to be reminded of that. Of course. Yep. And then there is this... Um, Fear of open conflict. How does white supremacy show up? We're not supposed to disagree in out loud. Okay, you're not yeah. supposed to disagree in public. If I've got to um, tell you about yourself, the, the culture, the white supremacist culture is we keep this one-on-one. We don't keep it out in public. We keep it secret. Uh-oh. What do you think about I, that? I think that's, that's a mess. I think that I, I do see how that shows up, and I can see, I can relate to doing that, like having bought into it subconsciously in the past, but not now. But see, think about the... Uh the angry black woman stereotype exactly. that gets put on us because we we move from a position of let's just deal with it let's talk about it let's right talk now. about it mm-hmm. let's get it over with and and our desire to confront gets translated in the white supremacist system our desire to confront and seek the truth um in a culture that of is conflict avoidant 
then that becomes a problem that for us. It becomes a label mm-hmm. that is negative. And on and then us. so so, so go then with that. We internalize that. We internalize we it. We internalize that and then you don't want to have that label of angry black woman. So then therefore you just stop that open confrontation, if you will, that open discussion, which comes from a good place, but to what you adhere to subconsciously to that process. Yeah. And that breeds frustration to me. Yep. And it's been a, it's, it's been, I have seen myself evolve from that. Liberated. Liberated. From that. Yes. I don't care now whether I have a label of angry black woman put on me for simply trying to resolve a conflict openly, uh, positively. I'm very clear about my intent. Yes. When I am in conflict. I'm I'm clear. So... I've liberated myself from that piece of the construct. And hopefully what we're doing by raising up these these issues is people can understand, oh, Lord, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink the mm-hmm. white supremacist Kool-Aid. Another one is power hoarding. Okay, think about it. In the white supremacist culture, it is, uh, it is not at the root to share power. Okay, and in a collective... Uh, environment where we're all working towards a, a shared experience. You share power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's not how it works in white supremacy. And then you see inside of families and and in communities, you the rise of this author, authoritarian way of life. Or in you can see it even crumbling a little bit in the in the black community when it when we talk about churches and stuff mm-hmm, where mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. no longer is it quote unacceptable that the pastor is a woman you know i mean so you can see these things um crumbling but also you have to take stock and what we had to do was reflect on how our thoughts and actions are shaped by this well, Am I making sense? it absolutely makes sense. So let me tell you about me and power. Okay. Or power and I, if I want to be grammatically correct. Power and me, whatever. Uh, power to me has always been funny. Now, you know, I live my life through a lens of humor anyway. And when I describe myself, I see life with humor. Power specifically has always been Funny to me because I get to control the power. Mm-hmm. We all individually control the power because one of your favorite sayings, you ain't the boss of you me. You are not the boss of me. There Mm-mm. is nobody, nobody who gets to have power over me that I do not allow. Ooh, girl, you better speak Okay, it. let's go there. Go there. So mm-hmm. that supremacist concept, I I don't have a problem with that at all. I've never bought into that. I've never engaged in it ever mm-hmm. because part of evolving into someone I like living in my skin 
has always been, no, I get to have a choice. I don't care if what your title is or how rich you are. I mean, really, what is power? That's power right. is nothing, nothing less than other human beings consenting to someone else to be better than them. Oh, girl, that was deep. Say that Ooh, again. Girl, damn. Say it again. What? Should we just drop the mic Power and be done? Power is nothing else than other human, uh, uh, us individually allowing other human beings to be better than us in our minds. It's all in our minds. So, yeah, girl, what's the next one? Because power ain't, mm-mm. So, so I never had a problem with that. Okay. I want to say, all right, so we take power, because these are the ones that really resonated with me. Uh-huh. So there's power, and then there's this whole concept of a, a sense of urgency, right? We have to do things right now. Mm. Everything has to come right now. The whole the whole idea of even time itself. You're like, who made up time? You well, know, and how and how we now. how we use time. And this became very clear to me when I started traveling to Africa, right? Uh-huh. Now remember I tell the story of the first job I got and I got fired from my oh, first yeah, yeah, job. Yeah. Yep. Very first job, child. Time I got was to work. ambiguous to you back then. Time. <laughs> I started working for GE. You all remember this company called General Electric and I was a marketing assistant and just graduated. I mean, like literally just graduated from college. And this was back in the day when we had time clocks. And so I used to come to work and I'd punch in and I'd punch in. I wasn't Any even working time, a, uh, a week and my supervisor <laughs> called me and I got fired because I was punching in. My job started at 8 o'clock and I was punching in at 8.01, 8.03, 8.02, you know, never 7.58 or, you know, before 8 o'clock. I was punching in after. And so then they, like, fired me. And I remember calling daddy. Yeah. They fired me because I'm black. <laughs> and daddy was like, no. They fired you because you couldn't come to work on time. Like, like keep <laughs> it real. Let's keep it crisp and real. But when I start to understand the whole concept of time, when I went to Africa for the first time, I went to South Africa for the first time, and since I've been to several countries, but time is dealt with in a whole nother way. Really? You just flow. Uh-huh. You literally just flow. And you don't get your panties in a bunch if someone shows up at 4.01 and your wow. meeting was at 4. It's, it's, it's not even like that. And I remember when I was in TV school and I went to, we went to South Africa to shoot my documentary. And I was with my instructor, two of my classmates, and myself. And <laughs> we had an interview set up. And the people, it was say, just say it was at two o'clock and it was like 2.20 and they weren't there yet. Mm-hmm. And he is just pacing up and down and getting a time is money. Time is this. And, da, 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 da. and I'm saying to him, where the hell you got to go? Here we are. Right. We, who you know in South Africa? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except for the people that we came here to meet. If you weren't doing this, what you going to be doing? What you going to be doing? doing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So why are you tripping? Yes. But it is that it was his whole whiteness thing ah. of this is time and we've got to do this. Okay, that's how we've been indoctrinated. But our culture as black folks from the continent is flow. 
And if you could, if, when you when you go and you get into that rhythm, you just see how easy life is. Life just flows. So that now that this time is deep to me because it is the first time, if you will, that I've ever even thought about an alternative and what that might look like and feel like. So time, I have bought into that yes. supremacist, white supremacist way to the point where I have adopted that behavior when someone isn't on time. I get mad. You get mad. I mean, like, there are not a whole lot of things that can make me mad. One, you mess with somebody in my family that, or someone that I love, be mean to them or be mean to anybody. That makes me mad. But time, this, mm-hmm. the whole thought of somebody being late. You disrespect it. You said you, I've been ready. You said you were going to be here, at, you know, such and such. And I've been ready. And all. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And just a shout out to my bestie who's always late. Mm-hmm. But what I have learned through my bestie, who is mostly late under the the white supremacist thought of time, mm-hmm. I learned I did learn that because I used to get so mad, oh so bad, and then I learned okay, listen, Audrey, you have choices. Yep. So. You can either, and this is what I would start doing. Okay, you going to pick me up at 11? I'm going to start getting ready at 11.45. That's right. I, so I'm not all anxious about waiting and what, because uh, exactly. waiting was whatever. Or, you know what? If I'm so twisted up about time, then I'll meet you there. Yes. So I, I did start thinking about alternatives, but I didn't take it... Um, I haven't taken it. I never thought about the. Uh, we were socialized. We were socialized with that. Yes. Yeah, that's and deep. if you if you are a person that flows, okay, because I realized that when, once I got fired from that job, I was traumatized, and never in my life have I had a job since then that I had to punch a time clock. True. Ever, I realized that okay, I'm gonna have to work in some kind of environment that allows the flexibility. You know, be, be I have to work in a in a situation where I'm responsible for outcomes mm-hmm. it, it, on my own terms. Like this is due and you don't have to worry about the details. I'm going to just give you what I give you when it's time. Yeah. But sweating me and so I got I got a juicy story I I need you to help me unpack um about this because this was my own revelation where I got caught up in white supremacy and I did harm. Ooh. And um and then I asked for forgiveness mm-hmm. and then let's take it from there. Okay. Cuz I really cuz listeners Audrey hasn't heard this story before mm-hmm. so I want to unpack it okay. and and see what you think okay because if i need to say sorry or whatever yeah. i'll go back and say sorry but this is how white supremacy gets in us mm-hmm. and i'm talking about us as black people because gotcha. this is a black on black thing oh okay okay All we'll right be then. back in a moment mm-hmm. 
Hello, this is Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Citizen Tacoma, and a proud Alaska Airlines frequent flyer. Everything in our day-to-day life seems to involve more hassle these days. So it feels good that Alaska Airlines is making something easier. Alaska has made air travel virtually touch-free. Here's the rundown. When you check your bags at the airport, you won't have to touch the kiosk to print your bag tags. They'll print when you scan your boarding passes, or you can even print them from home. When you board your flight, they can scan your boarding pass from as much as six feet away. Now, the lawyers want me to say that this might not work if the lighting in the terminal is low or if the print quality of your boarding pass isn't great. But still, kudos to Alaska for trying to keep physical distancing at every point of the trip. And don't forget, you can pre-order your meal from your phone or from your computer. You can even put your card on file in case you decide mid-flight to splurge on a local wine or beer. Get your drink without pulling out your card. Now that's the perfect blend of convenience, safety, and temptation. Those are the thoughtful details that make me choose Alaska Airlines every time I fly domestically. When you're ready to travel, rest easy, because Alaska's got this. Skip the travel sites and visit alaskaair.com to book your next flight. Thank you, Alaska Airlines, for making travel smoother, and thank you for your support of Channel 253. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for being with us today. I'm here with my sister, Audrey. Girl, how you doing? Just oh, a quick check-in. Girl, I'm good now. Girl, I can't <sighs> wait before we went to break. You was talking about some story you needed to tell me. And yes, love. Get my yes. perspective on and some harm was done. Girl, yes, tell yes, me, girl. Yes, Okay, so I'm going to try to sanitize it as much as I can. Okay. Um, so I was with this group, and we... Um, we were doing a lot of heavy lifting as far as emotions were concerned and going through our whole white supremacy stuff. And this is when I became aware of how white supremacy shows up in us, right? Okay, so I had offered to take, um, when we left uh, the environment that we were in, I had offered to host, because quite a few of the people came from different parts of the country. Yes. And um, so I had uh, invited a group of people to um, go visit an art exhibit in Seattle. Ah. And um, and so everyone agreed, Mm -hmm. right? They Mm -hmm. agreed that that we were going to do this. And so it came time to do this. Okay. And so if you've been to Whidbey Island before, you, you I have most of the people you have two options. You can drive around and that takes an incredible amount of time. Or Deception you can take pass. the ferry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you and the ferry comes every half hour. And so we were trying to get to Seattle because some of these people had to get on a plane later that evening. Okay. So in my mind, I'm all time driven. Yes. Okay, so now the situation is over and it's time to leave. And everyone is just walking around like it's no big deal and they're still talking. And I go around and say, okay, you know, we got to go. It's time to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, you got to get to the ferry. We got to get to the ferry. We got to get down to where we're going. Yes. Okay, it's time to go. And people are just. Humming around and moseying, and they're now flowing. I feel, I, they're flowing, right? <laughs> they're flowing. Oh, you've got the gist of it. They're flowing, and it is building up in me. I'm like, we got to freaking go. <laughs> the ferry is gonna go. We gotta go. And so, and we had already agreed that so and so was gonna ride with so and so, and so and so was gonna ride with so and so. So I'm walking around looking for my people. And they're flowing. They're flowing. Now, I am <laughs> livid. 
And you supreme okay. it. Girl, you supreme oh, it. Oh, I'm living. in the middle of it. Okay, so you know what I finally did? <laughs> what you do, I girl? I said, damn it, I'm leaving. Okay, so I found the one girl that was supposed to go with me. And I said to to the other, I said, I'm gone. You know, I'm, I'm going I'm gonna to leave. And so you threw the I got, time gauntlet down, girl. I threw the the gauntlet down. Okay, it's time for me to go. And so, Audrey. So we left. Okay, now this is, and we got like ten minutes to get to the ferry for this particular one. What happens? We take the wrong turn. Mm-hmm. And everything, driving around the island, all mm-hmm. lost. And what happens? Miss the ferry. God. So now what I say to myself, I say, self, didn't you just learn a lesson on time? Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't you just learn a lesson on time? You just you just went right all into it. I'm leaving. Damn it. I'm yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. And, and so here I am sitting in the ferry line. The one that I met, you know, waiting, waiting. on the next one. <laughs> so I send in I'm a group sorry. chat. I send the group a message and I say, I'm sorry. You know, I said, we just finished this lesson on how white supremacy shows up. And I'm acting out mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. it. Mm. I want you to know that I recognize it and I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I apologize. Okay. I'm just going to say to you, as we sit here uh-huh. several days with this in the rearview mirror, yeah. not a single person has responded to Ooh. the, um, mm. I'm sorry. Mm. What did happen, though, mm-hmm. is that one person, oh, oh, then we get, I get to the art exhibit, and they didn't know this. Okay, I'm going to say this part. They didn't know this, but it was all set up nice for them. That's why I was, you know, excited because yeah. the artist had been scheduled, you know, wasn't going to be there, but the artist came to for meet them, them uh-huh. you know, for them. And there was a champagne uh, reception for them, you know, that had made it really special for them. Yeah. They didn't come. Oh, they didn't come? Mm-mm. None of them came. None of them came. Girl. At, well, the the, the, one the husband you you. of the one that I had with me came. Uh-huh. Okay. But the rest of the group, they didn't How come. How many of them w- it were It was there? four or five of them. Okay. They didn't come. Okay. But they sent a text. And and the text came from one of the women in the group mm-hmm. that was pretty much um, what is that scolding me. Oh, okay. Like, um, what, what was it? Uh, it? Maybe if, how, how did she put that? Something about, here, hold on. It was something about um, maybe it wasn't an agreement, and sometimes when one person makes an agreement and another one doesn't, you think that it's the whole group, but it's not the whole group. Okay. You know, and I'm... But we had all agreed that that's what we were going to do. Okay. And so I was triggered by that, mainly because... tell me you didn't respond. uh, Please. what, What I did respond by just saying... I did respond by just saying we agreed. On this, I didn't. I didn't go into any okay. explanation. I just said we agreed, and then that took it to a whole nother level, and so then then it just started going back and forth. And I said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." Now, this is how I feel. When I shut my mouth and turn away, 
it doesn't mean you've won. It simply means you are not worth any more of my time. Okay? That's the way I feel. Did you say that to them? No. Oh, thank you, My Jesus. actions. <laughs> yeah. My actions have said that because now I'm looking at, I've got these group of people. I don't know these strangers. Okay? I'm, I try my best, and here I keep saying, I, I, I. That's a, a notice, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. individual self. Mm-hmm. I tried my best to lead with love. And then this is what has come back to me. And then now I got my panties in a bunch saying, well, these people didn't even say sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, like acknowledge the fact that I said sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at how do you, how does white supremacy show up in us and how does that affect communication, especially Within your own race, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what what you've been quiet on this girl? Am I did I I'm make it, it understood? No, I understood it. I understood it. And as a matter of fact, um, I recall that you actually called me, did a video call with me mm. uh, on the way to the ferry with that one person in the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I sure remember did. that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I've just been taking it in, and I my observation is, it's. All of this goes back to the individual. What is it? Individualism Individualism and collectivism. Yeah, because everybody's you're doing one thing with positive intent. You're doing one thing with positive intent, trying to garner a collective. And then each of them, the others, if you will, in their individual minds, placed priority or not on what you were trying to do. There, what what was missing was the collective, the collective mindset of this is important. The level of importance to each of you, clearly. Then. I think it's grand that you were able to apologize, that you texted them and and saw you, we just had the lesson on this and, and you were vulnerable. I think that is awesome because part of even being a collective has to, the root of it is about trust and vulnerability. That's what's missing. That's what's missing. You got to be willing, everyone has to be willing to be vulnerable and and trust those mm-hmm. around them, those within the collective, trust them with that vulnerability. That's void. And you ain't going to build that in one group, in one day, in a few hours. So to me, and you know, hunty, I may be your sister, but I am always rolling up. We, we have... Real talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think you did. I'm glad you sent that text to them. And whoever showed up, those are the right people. And who didn't, they weren't the right ones. And you don't owe them anything else. What well, the, the Period. Of, okay, well, listen to this, though. And, and, not another and, emotion from you. Well, not another emotion or thought. That's what I'm but, thinking. But believe in who they showed you they were. Go well, ahead. when we talk about being a we 
culture versus the I culture. Yeah. So they've been practicing, right? And it's like, okay, well, we had this bump in the road. Let's come back together and let's try to talk about it. Let's try to work it out. And and so my approach to that particular meeting, it was like, okay, well, I want to see if anybody is going to apologize. I mean, like acknowledge the fact that I apologize. Nobody no. acknowledged the fact that mm-hmm. I apologize. And, and that's... And then they kept moving on about what we have to do to come together. But I feel like if you don't acknowledge where you're coming from, you can't build a weak culture until you you acknowledge where you're coming from. So I found myself sitting in the meeting and I was full of a little defensiveness. And that's part of how white supremacist culture shows up in you, too, is defensiveness. And so I was having these conflicted voices going on in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little defensive. I don't even want to hear nothing y'all have to say. And then it was like, okay, well, let me do my part to be a part of the group. And then it was like, okay, wait. We're trying to practice this. Let me see how you come up and acknowledge what isn't acknowledged. Okay, because in order to move forward, you've got to acknowledge. And it isn't my place to say, hey, wait, y'all didn't apologize. No. 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 I'm not. No, 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 no. I no, ain't doing I'm it. Not, you, glad. I'm glad you didn't. Here's the deal. In any journey in any anything that involves more than one person there are going everybody ain't uh, capable of completing the journey whatever it is so guess what instead of this is where I put stuff when I'm working with more than one person or I'm trying to do something allegedly, shout out to Pierre for that, allegedly we're all striving towards the same common goal. Okay, there are always going to be people up in there that that is not their intent, whatever. Mm -hmm. That commonality, they're still in that individual spot. They don't know how to get out of it. With that said, I recognize that going in, and then recognize, hunty, everybody ain't going to complete the journey. And the gratefulness of knowing when they show you, oh, oh, you ain't going to complete it. Instead of defensiveness, I feel thankfulness. Mm, thank you for showing me who you are. Next. And so that energy, that's one less or two less or however many, there will always still be those who complete the journey who have the same intent yeah maybe one or two but i don't spend no time on the defensiveness part i don't spend no time on trying to get people like that to get on board no time thank you you showed me who you are i believe you okay and let's continue and let, the journey. And let's move on. Let's move on. This is the way I feel about it. That as as a collective, as this has been, um, uh, as it has formed, you know, in this collective, this this all of us together kind of situation, I can't get with it right now. I just really can't. And we're talking about the, the difference between being socialized mm-hmm. and being liberated. Yes. Yeah. Okay? That that and and what I what I saw in the group and it was, um, you know, all I can say and you know this is that on the liberation side, I've been living on walking that walk for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And so when you are with people whose mindsets aren't that. 
then it is really hard to communicate because they're still living in... Cut them off. Girl, cut them off. In the, it ain't hard to communicate. Cut them off. You know, I've always been like this. I don't spend no time. When I see it, I believe it, and I spend no more energy on it. And here's my th- here's my thing. You got a sensitive... You got sensitivity. You have more sensitivity than I do. And it does not mean... When I say sensitivity, sensitivity is not weakness. You are more giving than I am with others. Mm-hmm. You always have been. More giving. More... Uh, look... Somebody, and, and and that's not a good thing, and I've had to work on that to open myself up more, you know, as we've, uh, as I've, in my journey of being a woman. What I know to be true is that there are just people out there who are like that. And guess what? Here's the, to me, the person I give the least energy to is the one who I am not allowed to make a mistake. Mm. Who will, when I make a mistake, they use, they try to use that as something. Mm. If I am not allowed to make a mistake in a relationship, then you are not for me. Mm -hmm. You are not the one. Yeah. Because none of us are perfect and we are all going to make mistakes. People will show you who they are based on how they respond to when you make a mistake. Yeah. Or you are not your best. Let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this in this in this journey, because this anti-racism journey is messy. Of okay. course it is. Let, let me ask you this. What if this environment, this this culture that we're speaking about, this situation, make it all black people and I'm black. And we're dealing inside of blackness. Yeah. Right. When we talk about white supremacist culture, a lot of times we think about what white people do to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about what we do we to do each other. Te- do oh, dear to Jesus. each other. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. And it is all within the white supremacist construct. I mean, we are our own worst enemies. Yes. We know we can be. Let's put it like that. Everybody, every black person who have, and I'm going to speak specifically to African Americans rooted in slavery as as the foundation, we are not all liberated in our minds. We still there's there there are many of us who are still in 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 the plantation mentality. Massa is best. Massa is king. Massa, Kizzy running. Kunta running. And let's fast forward to this day. It is, we have African-American people who, they going to pull you down first. Or have not been, have not been shown love enough to know how to love themselves. Ex- come on. Come on, lovey. Let- you, you, mommy and daddy loved us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are loved our parents love us, and we grew up absolutely knowing that. So hurt and harm that others may have felt from their Sticks parents. Sticks and stones or, may break my bones, but yeah, words will never hurt me because exactly. we knew that. We and, knew our parents and loved us. Coming up in the 60s and in, in the our middle, skin. 
Yeah, in the middle of the civil rights, our parents made sure that we knew that we were loved and and they loved us and they shielded us and protected us from a lot of what was going on. So coming out in here, our heart is pure. We're passionate about our people. We found some of our learning in college about black culture and this, that, and another. But our heart is pure. We are not slaves in our minds. No, and when never we, have been. And when we come up against black people that are not liberated in their minds and they don't understand how we can walk that way mm-hmm. and speak the way, then they come at us. Yeah. They come at us in the um, slave mentality. Textbook, textbook, textbook slave mentality. Slave Girl. mentality and how we come back to harm each other or assuming yes, that assuming our intent will be is harm mm-hmm. when in actuality we lead with love. L- love you, boo. We lead with love. And if people have not been loved, they don't know what love looks like. Mm-hmm. And they I don't know, know what love is. They don't know how yeah. to receive love. Exactly. Okay, so then they come at you and respond to you in this defensive way, which is like, okay, here we go again. And so, like you said, I don't and really... It's, and it is even, mm. it is even, it can be even more impacting when your intent is good, you, you lead with love, and not only is the uh, supremacist behavior in uh, showing itself, but it's showing itself from someone who looks like you. Yes. That 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 really can be impactful. I will say, and it happens all the time, and it will continue to happen. There is not a, um, there is not a hundred percent of anything in this world other than you are going, you, the only thing you can control is yourself. Yes. In this situation, the only thing you can, you control is you you recognized you recognized you apologized and that's it and those who will those who who will say okay you good we cool cool and those who won't you know what cool too Mm -hmm. because you weren't the right ones anyway yes exactly and you just remain on your path yep and 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 i'm gonna say this one more time if people cannot forgive then they do not they do not especially uh others for mistakes it ain't like you ran out and stabbed somebody now you ain't you ain't on time Ugh, i'm gonna you know punch you in your throat when you, there is no forgiving in your heart then you don't need to be around those people i yeah. won't and i've seen it before i've had it happen to me many times yeah Ooh, my bad i'm sorry i made a mistake did they get all funky and, you know, righteous and everything? No. Well, you know what? Or the other side. They I get, said, I'm sorry, and I don't know what else to do. Or they just get silent. Or, or they, they get d- silent. They didn't acknowledge or anything. But that silence says something silence as well. Silence is the answer. Silence, silence is a judgment. Yeah. Silence is silence is a judgment. Yeah. And and we got bigger fish to fry in this world than to be running around judging each other over little stuff, expecting perfection. You never going to get perfection from anybody. Yeah. And those people who are silent when, you know, they've been perceived harmed or whatever, you know, when they get when they look on the judge, when they jump on the judgment bandwagon, they're the ones that they're missing out. Really, mm-hmm. because you learn more about yourself. I feel better. Uh, this may sound weird, 
but I have had some of my greatest um, greatest strides in my journey of of just being a trying to be the the best Audrey that I can. They have come from when I have failed and others have forgiven. That's, That's been it. those have been my biggest strides and biggest revelations and and biggest um, moments of growth mm-hmm. when I have been at my worst. Yes. And others have said, you know what? It's okay. Yes. You hurt me. Yes. And I know I know you didn't mean to, but you did. Yes. The more accountable I have to be for the things that I don't do well, the more growth I find. Yes. So, Hunchy, I'm just going to sum this up. What? They lost. Their loss. Well, Their loss. I'm going to say, uh, you know, about this situation and it's ongoing, um, my... My gut says that these are people in the long term that I'd like to invest in. And so I just have to wait and see. You know, just like you put, if you're going to invest in something, you don't put all your money or all your eggs in mm-hmm. one time. So mm-hmm. I got a little toe in the water. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've said what I feel. And so just like what I just read to you, when I'm quiet, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, is is this worth my time? Yes. But the biggest takeaway for people is that this white supremacy piece is not just white people's stuff. It's not. But it is everybody's stuff. And it shows up in us in so many different ways that you have to be mindful. It's like the air we breathe. Mm-hmm. It is like the air we breathe. And until, you know, the Tacoma aroma. We'll be breathing the air, and then all of a sudden you'll get a little whiff, and you'll be like, mm-hmm, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it we think it's gone. We want it to be gone, but we're not immune to it. Yeah. It's like the air that we breathe. And so we just have to be mindful. And I want to just—what uh, we've been talking about today, listeners, is white supremacy culture. And there's a list of characteristics, and we'll put it on the website— um, it's from dismantlingracism.org is is what we've been touching on. So um, the characteristics, perfectionism, sense of urgency, quantity over quality, worship of the written word. Mm. Oh, my God, it's right there. Right. You wrote, okay, it's even it could be a lie. It's written, but it's written, it's, written, it's fact. Yeah, only one way is the right way. Mm. Paternalism, okay, you know, the men and all of that stuff. Uh, either or thinking. Either we talked or. about that. There not a both be, end. Mm-mm. Power hoarding. Mm-hmm. Fear of open conflict. We talked about yes. that. Individualism. I'm the only one. Progress is bigger. More is better. Objectivity. Right to comfort. Those are right all things. Right to comfort. Right to wow. comfort. Those are all things on the characteristics of white supremacy at dismantlingracism.org. Um, that you can find. And once we know these things, then our journey is to intentionally see them in ourselves, Mm -hmm. see it in ourselves, acknowledge it in ourselves, and then begin to intentionally course correct. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And so thanks for letting me share that example with you today, you did. Girl. I'm glad you did. And thanks for struggling. sharing. I'm glad. I hope you're not anymore. <laughs> I really do. And I'm just saying that um, I appreciated this conversation 
because it did raise my sense of awareness about me and what I have, what I have uh, internalized with mm-hmm. this white supremacist culture and how it shows up in me. Mm-hmm. And so, it, yeah, I'm I'm going to be more aware and intentional about rejecting it. Yeah, when I see it showing up in me, yeah. analyzing, understanding what it is, what it looks like, and then rejecting it. Rejecting I'm not going to do that. And ask forgiveness when you see yes. oh, if you God. have harmed someone that you have to be like, oh, okay, that's that, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And my biggest takeaway is that my satisfaction must come from me acknowledging, me saying sorry, and ask for forgiveness, period. Yes. And not waiting for the others to affirm my apology or acknowledge or recognize it at all. I can't tie any emotion to that. Mm -hmm. But what I do know in terms of group dynamics, if we're going to move forward like that, that does have to happen for us to get to we, that if someone recognizes the fault, that it is acknowledged, and then we process it and we move on. But someone can't apologize and then the group just ignores it mm-hmm. and expects to move on in the norms. And that, expects to move on. Because yeah. they can just ignore it, but they can't expect to move yeah. on and be, part, and be part of that. Expect the collective to, to move, move on. on. Exactly. Right. And exactly. so for me, at this point, I just say, maybe i opt out. I don't know. I just have to see how well, it goes. Well, you can just see, and you can. And at the end of the day, girl, I'm just going to go back to Maya Angelou, honey. When people show you who they are, believe them. If you want people in the in uh, in, in collective, everybody ain't going to be part of the collective. Let's yeah. just be clear and crisp on that. And I'll go back to the whole analogy of time. You know, how is it that you see time, value time, and use your time, right? Because we all have the same we all have the same, even if it is 24 hours, who knows? Who made up time? I have no idea. But well, how we've been socialized is in that way. And the thing with time, I want to throw this out there, is it, problems will arise if you flow in and somebody else isn't. Yeah. So there's got to be some communication. Type of communication. About it before uh, anybody is, oh, I'm on the flow. I'm not. Okay, well, well, look at how we did it today. Okay, just in terms of how uh, our podcast is scheduled at noon. And then we look to see, oh, Lord, you know, it it ain't flowing right. Let's send a note, right? And so we send a note in enough time to say, okay, we got about. But what if Doug gets tired of that note? What he's supposed to do. Okay, well, it is. Then Doug has a choice to say, come next week. Or, you know, not at all. Doug says, that's so, great, and I have to be done at 2.30. So we're flowing. We're flowing. We all flow. We're negotiating. Gotcha. And if it doesn't work for you, then you say that. And then you'd be like, okay, well, all right. Well, then what's the next thing that's exactly. going to work for you? I see exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you just keep flowing. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be It doesn't have to be friction. That's all yeah, I have to say. That's it. That's it. It doesn't have to be friction. Gotcha. Let's gotcha. just let's just be in love. There we go. Ooh, let's end on that one. Drop the mic. Boom. Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. 
M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S-M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. The What Say You podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, and We Art Tacoma. This is Channel 253.